What's up, everybody? James here with James Gourmet Pies. And Latroy Woods with Prototype Unknown, but I really represent just Latroy Woods. And so welcome again to The Way to the Top, where it's not about the process, right? It's never about getting the thing, because the thing is never what you're really looking for, but it's the process of getting there. What is that like? And once you really know what that is, you apply that to other parts of your life. So thank you guys again for showing up to today's process and talking about the things that nobody wants to talk about and helping our community right where we're at. Yeah. So And welcome that, back, LaTroy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, things have been showing themselves to me. And sometimes that takes patient, James. Yeah. Because what I have in my head isn't always the way that God shows it to me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to move towards it and then allow it to move towards me and see what that conversation looks like, which brings me to today's topic that was sitting with me the last couple of days. What do you desire? And so I want to start with the etymology, a couple short phrases out of the etymology of what desire is. Mm-hmm. To wish or long for, await what the stars will bring. And so as I begin to think about that, the stars aligning and the dots being connected. Do you know what that looks like? And what are your desires? And so I would like to start the conversation off in that, that whole platform. But there's a quote that says, the most dangerous risk of all, the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet, you could buy yourself the freedom to do it later. Say that again. The most dangerous risk of all, the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet, you could buy yourself the freedom to do it later, might never show up. Right. Definitely. What does that mean to you? What is that phrase? You know, for me, since I've personally got to experience death, it allowed me to experience life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just waking up every day. When I wake up, that's the opportunity. And no matter what's happening in the outside world, whether, okay, say right before the podcast, and maybe I didn't have the best conversation with my wife. But can I still show up for what God has placed in my life today? Right. You know, I'm not these emotions. Like, what is this thing inside of me and what do I desire? Is the thing that I want serving me at the same level? And so for me, that desire is I got to have that conversation with it every day so it can show itself to me. And a lot of times it's going into that uncomfortable places, doing the scary thing. Definitely. Day after day after day after day. Because... There is no taking days off once you once you absolutely know what your desire is. Once you're committed to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once you're committed to it, there's no days off. Is is like uh, you have to do it. You know. Once you come committed to it, because you can have the desire and not the commitment. You know. That's kind of like the faith without works. You have to have. You have to say that I'm all in with this. You know. And let me tell you, it doesn't get easier. It gets scary and scary and scary. But the more that you give up that control and that you release that, I'm just open to what I want is going to come to me, then the journey just takes itself. The journey's the journey. <laughs> you know? The journey's the journey. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. I wake up and I didn't really have this realization. My journey's been a little shy of three and a half years, okay? And maybe about two months ago, I had one of those aha moments, you know, the stars were aligning and it was showing itself to me. But when I wake up every day, that desire is sitting right there waiting for me and I'm aware of it now. And so I could go to the right and to the left, I could see that desire now and it's sitting there waiting for me to come towards it. Yeah. And so I know if I go that other way, the way that I spent the past 25 years of my adult life, I already know what that looks like. Right. And I know that if I choose that again, that I'm going to suffer. Yeah. The desires got to be way better than the thing that I was doing before. And so knowing that, that I'm aware of it, I go to the desire into that unknown every day and it scares people. Right. It scares people and it scares me sometimes. It should. But that's what I should be going towards. I should be going towards those uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. Fear should be on the bus, but it shouldn't be driving the bus, right? Um, What would you say some of your desires are? 
Can you define? My number one desire is to, since I understand my own suffering, I understand some of my pain points because it's something that I'll be working on for the rest of my life. And since I saved myself, I'm going to help other people save themselves also. I'll no longer be the blind leading the blind. And because I know suffering is a choice, I'm going to, from what I was given from my experience with death, that has profoundly changed my life and people in my life way beyond my own understanding. And so sharing that gift with people, for the people who are looking for that thing, yeah, to help people save themselves from themselves, that is one of my greatest desires. Wow. Wow. I would say my desires is probably helping others as well. Like, that's where I feel like I get my full fulfillment, right? Like, I get what you're saying as well. You got to get yourself right. And so you're not the blind leading the blind. And that's what I'm working on now. But I feel like the biggest fulfillment is teaching others and helping others. Like, because there's so much that I learn on a daily basis, let alone within a year, that when I talk to people that are just starting off, or they're saying, I just talked to a gentleman yesterday. He said uh, he's kind of fearful. He's, he's afraid to take those steps um, because it's, it's a blind step. Like you're going out there, you don't know what's going to happen, right? So the fact that I could just talk to him and tell him my story, um, he connected to that and he resonated with that. And he was like, you know, it's not so scary, right? Like when you go to the deep end of the pool the first time or you know you don't know how cold the pool is or warm it is you know some people just jump it in but if you're like me you 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 first go to the steps with the rails and then you slowly start to get yourself acclimated to the water and um you know just just to be that person that can help that person that is in need to me like that is the highest form of anything that I could do in life. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, you know, let's, let's change the word desire with something else for a minute and maybe place it with, <clears throat> what would be a better word? It would be blessing. Let's try blessing. Mm-hmm. So when the blessing shows itself to you, are you going to move to it? So a lot of times I feel we think the thing we want is the thing we want based off of the picture we paint in our head because we see in pictures once you begin to understand this this body that we're in and the mechanics of it and how it how it works the very survival mechanisms of how it works and we pay so much attention to our sensory apparatuses right our eyes what i see with my eyes is truth Uh but when you get into the science of it you realize most of what our eyes see is false you know, the, the smell, the touch. But once you get past those things, these other faculties we have inside of us, and begin to experience from those things, but the blessing. So yeah. I feel the blessing, the desire, works on this kind of conveyor belt. And here I am on one end of the conveyor belt, and it's going around in a circle. And help, here's a blessing, but oh, I'm not ready for it, so I'm not going to take it. It didn't look like that picture that I painted. Right. So I just let that blessing go. And, okay, the conveyor belt comes back around again, and there's the blessing. I don't take it again. And I feel like this is full circle of just always the thing we're looking for is always right in front of us. Mm-hmm. But we just don't see it. And we're constantly turning that blessing around. Or you see it and you're scared to act on it. Yes. Right? Because I would say that I always could have done what I'm doing previously, but it wasn't until... I started doing what I'm doing that is start that you know life shows up the way it does um so I think that has something to do with it too is just acting on it you know like like you said it shows itself it's always there and then by the time that you finally act on it you're kicking yourself like man I could have done this years ago <laughs> so for the people listening James we're talking about desire where you're at currently like right now today that desire and where things are showing you, what does that look like for you? Like what, you got these ideas of these are my desires and this is where I'm currently at. Uh-huh. What is that process like for you? Like 
are you moving through that process of the desire showing itself to you or you find that there's certain areas where I don't know if I could do this, like what I thought I wanted, maybe I don't want. What's that, what has that desire process been like for you? You know what? Personally, I see how I want the year to go, right? I know how I want the year to go. The process takes on a life of its own, right? As long as you see, I, I believe, like as long as you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know where you want to go. But you have the adaptability to take life's punches, right? Because if it was easy, is what everyone says, everyone would do it, right? But it's not easy, um, and it never goes as planned. You know, it always takes its, its own journey and its own path. Um, talking about the process, speaking to the process, um, but you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to know. You know, if, if there's curveballs thrown at you, that you can deal with it no matter what. You know, like that curveball is not going to take you out. You know, so you have to get up every day with the intent to do as much as you can for that day to get to that end goal, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It, it does. It does because I, I'm with you on that. It's in the process and the routine of reaching the desire. Yeah, like I don't think you should go out there aimlessly right you should have a goal and a target that you want to hit but you have to be open to it's not going to be that easy because if i could write it down and and say that it's just going to go this way so smoothly then i would already be where i want to be you know but you have to understand that it's not going to work that way and that you can deal with whatever comes your way but the first thing is just taking steps towards what that vision is yeah, I, I agree, you know, and if I were to explain more of my desires, one of them being the nine to five, you know, the idea of what retirement is, the way I look at money, my relationship, these desires that I have, like, how can I approach these desires to where they become my reality? They're just not a thought anymore. They're not just something like I wish could happen, but it's really something that this is already something that's already happened to be at that level in my desire process. Mm -hmm. And so as I've moved through this process over the last three and a half years, it's not so much in the tangible and what do I need to be doing every day? What do I need to be doing? A lot of it for me has been through not what I'm doing, but who I'm becoming. Definitely. And so it's me sitting down with myself every day finding out what these emotions are, understanding that I'm not my emotions, understanding why did this come out of my mouth? Why am I feeling this way? It's not about the other person or the situation. Walking myself through that process and learning about this body that I'm in, ultimately making this body do what I want it to do. Sitting it down like a dog, right? And saying, you're going to stay there until I tell you to move. And the morning is through that meditative process, through the journaling and writing. Does it matter if I wake up later? Some days, the process still continues because the routine, the day routine is until the sun goes down. Right. To that sun goes below the horizon. It's the process all day long. And through that, I see those desires, right? I walk out that door. And since I've been talking with my desire all morning long, I'm not in reactive mode. I'm going to go out and create that situation and let it see, see myself through it instead of whatever happens happens right like, i hope this you kind of use these failure words and looking at things in a different way and so the desire shows itself to you that in a way that it can't because that's not its intention right right yeah i mean you know what so the way i view it um is things are going to be what they are you know like it is what it is and then everything else after that is an interpretation of what it is, right? So you set your intent on what you want, what you want to create for your life, right? And then you hit that thing relentlessly, you know? But it might not always go the way you want it to go. That's, what, that's the biggest thing I want to get across from, to people is that it doesn't always go the way you want it to go. And that's when people quit, right? When it doesn't go the way they want it to go. Um, because I think even at this level that I'm at now, 
I always think about, you know, if I could turn back, if I turn back, if I go back, if I do this, if I do that. But that's, that's, that's failure. That's quitting, right? Um, if you just keep going through it, if you keep going through the process, you know, the people that are already at that level will tell you that you're, you're going to go through things, you know. But the process is just weaning out the week, Right. So are you strong enough to keep going? Do you have the faith built up to keep ticking when you're taking the licking, right? <laughs> so, so for someone who's listening, I mean, we can both go into this. When you're in that process of, okay, things aren't feeling well, you know, what I thought I wanted, maybe I don't want it. You begin to talk yourself out of it. What is it that you use? What tools do you use to help you through that process to keep you on that path? For me personally, um, because that's a question that everybody's going to have to answer for themselves, you have to have a strong why. If your why is not bigger than what you're doing, it's not going to work. You know, you have to be able to know this is why I'm doing this, you know. And my biggest reason is, for one, I believe I make a really great product and I've had that confirmation. And that's something I just want to share with the world. So I'm going to keep doing what I need to do to put myself in position to share this with the world, right? Um, Money comes after that. After you have become a valuable person in the marketplace, no matter what that value that you're bringing is, once you become valuable in the marketplace, then the money's going to come, right? And so one thing I really want to do is retire my mom as well. She's always been a hard worker. She's always been someone who just puts herself second, you know, and her body second, her sleep second, and always been a hard worker, you know. So I would love a a better life for her or to move her out here to Utah. Um, But my why, the biggest why is that I want to share my product with the world, if that makes sense. If that means I got to keep ramen noodle, eating ramen noodles every night, you know, until I can share my product with the world, then that's the kind of dedication you have to have, you know, and I'm okay with that. But you have to find your why, and your why has to be big. Yeah, that's, that's very important, and I, I agree with that 100%. Part of what some of the tools that have helped me is understanding that what was given to me that desire is for me and me alone mm-hmm. and i can't look outside of myself for validation for what was given to me right that desire is nobody else's but mine and the only way i can know what that is is to have that relationship with myself Definitely. through that and it, a supreme being oh yeah. <laughs> in my oh yeah. opinion the supreme being oh yeah well yeah. you know and that's what i believe god is is inside of us yeah. You know, that's where everything happens. Well, scripture says that he does give us our desires, right? So once you get to the point where you feel like that desire is sacred, which it is, and you treat it like it's sacred, right? It's no longer an option, right? This is my duty. This is what was given to me, and I have to act on it, you know? Like, you, okay, so your brain is going to try to always try to comfort the body or make sure the body is taken care of, right? So when you're stepping outside of that comfort zone, the red flags are going to start going on, the, the worry and, the, you know, the fear, how is everything going to work out when that's not your duty to worry about how it's going to come, but to, your duty is to just go through it, just to do it, you know? empty any savings if you have savings if you have to start small and you know you have to start small and then grow big a lot of people want to just start off at a at a higher level instead of taking baby steps you know to try to figure things out um and and i think you have to start with that with the baby steps the bare minimum and then you just let it grow organically and then the right doors are open the wrong ones will close and then just trust the process and have faith that you're going to be led down the path that you're supposed to be going on. You know, as you begin to say that, James, I was talking with somebody last night and it was a side hustle, delivering papers up on the base, you know. And so 
something told me to call the, call the guy I've been working with, mm-hmm. and he's on the East Coast. He's, what, two hours ahead of us. And I, I know he's probably sleeping, but something said, just call him anyways. If he answers, he answers. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. You're familiar with this because I know you call people late pretty, too. Oh, yeah. And I get phone calls. Uh, I'm like, yeah, do I want to answer right now? It's not that I'm not awake. It's like, do I really? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah all the time. Every night. Every night, for sure. And so as we're, we're talking, he's like, you know, it's funny that you call me because I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And he called me back. And we ended up conversating for about 45 minutes. And one of the conversations that came up was we're talking about our desires. What does this process that's shown itself to us, mm-hmm. what does it look like? Where is it coming from? Who's involved? And we're just having this organic conversation. As we began to go through that, there was this moment that I remember having. I got one of my desires, but was it really the desire? Because when I got it, I didn't feel the way I thought I was going to feel. And so after I had my experience three years ago, coming out of the experience with suicide many things were shown to me because of that from god mm-hmm. and he gave me a vision a very specific vision on what my life looks like what it down to the detail of what was entailed in that whole package called troy's life mm-hmm. and one of them was my home being paid for okay and it happened about n- maybe nine months after that process and as I began to look at that, I actually got the desire, but was it really the desire? Because when I got it, I didn't feel anything. It felt like a little bit of something at first, but there wasn't this bliss and this joy and overwhelmment that I thought. Mm-hmm. And so it made me question myself a little bit. What is the desire? Is it bigger than me? And what does that look like? So. The desire I'm talking about is something that's going to outlast me in my lifetime and be there because of that desire helped so many people in my lifetime. Well, your desire is kind of like your duty, right? Um, I don't know if it's always supposed to bring happiness and joy. Um, We we call ourselves Christians. We believe in Christianity, right? Um, And the desire for... The son of God, Jesus, was to um, save the world, right? To, to tell everybody the greatness of God. Um, obviously, we know that that didn't go so smoothly for, as far as the process with him at the end. Um, so I don't, think it's, I don't think your desire is based on your happiness. I think it's, it's, it's based on your duty. So how can people reach you, James? You can reach me at jamesgourmetpies at gmail.com, at jamesgourmetpies on Facebook and Instagram, or jamesgourmet.com. How can he reach you, LaTroy? Uh, you can reach me at LaTroy was at Facebook. You can reach me at Internal Awakening, my Facebook group. You can also reach me through email through the Fed by Ravens Network at The Way to the Top. And thank you guys again for being a part of this conversation and just showing up. Showing up is part of the process, even if you don't even know what that is yet. So we commend you for that and just keep showing up while we kind of have this conversation. So thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Radio News with Lance Pride. Disgraced former U.S. Army Sergeant Robert Bergdahl, who was court-martialed in 2017 after being accused of abandoning his post in Afghanistan and endangering fellow service members, has filed a civil lawsuit in an attempt to overturn his conviction. The court filing submitted Wednesday in U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia names the defendants as President Trump and the late U.S. Senator John McCain. At his sentencing hearing, Bergdahl had requested a dishonorable discharge. Facebook said Wednesday that it is censoring content, this time inside Australia. The behemoth social media platform is blocking news stories created in Australia. In addition, Facebook users elsewhere will not be able to view or share news stories from Australia. The response is to a proposed legislation that would force the social media platforms to pay Australian news organizations for content. Italy's Mount Etna, Europe's most active volcano, erupted on Tuesday. No injuries or deaths have been reported. This is USA Radio News.
Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic Yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania police are reporting at least eight people were injured after shots rang out in the city's Fern Rock section Wednesday afternoon. We do have one person in custody and we have two firearms recovered. Philly Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw said most of the victims were in stable condition and a 71-year-old man was in critical condition. Life expectancy in America has taken a downward trend. USA Radio News Dan Naraki reports. A new data analysis from the CDC shows life expectancy in the U.S. took a dramatic drop after one year of the coronavirus pandemic. A baby born in the first six months of 2020 can expect to live 77.8 years, down from 78.8 years in 2019. That's the lowest level since 2006. One of the study's authors notes that U.S. life expectancy hasn't taken that big of a drop in a single year since World War II. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Thanks for being there. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. What's up, everybody? James here with James Gourmet Pies. And LaTroy was with Prototype Unknown, but really representing LaTroy Woods. And welcome to the way to the top, where it's never about reaching the top of the mountain because you're only there for a minute. So it's really about the process. Yeah. And what does that process look like when you show up every day and find out what's inside of you? So that's what we're going to talk about is the many different processes it takes to get to the top. Now, I noticed you said prototype unknown, but representing LaTroy Woods. Do you want to speak to that? Because that's kind of a new intro for you. It is. And so as I begin to see what this business is, right? So when I first, it first came to me, prototype unknown, prototype meaning the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first model of his kind, which is the human being. Right. Um, we're the only model of our kind. Um, unknown is what we've forgotten about. There's things within us, these faculties. It's not that we have to remember or go find these things that we're looking for in life. They're already there. They're not unknown, but you have to remember what these things are. And that happens through the process of remembering what the human being is. Mm-hmm. And so through that process, the prototype never really rebuilds itself. It just reveals itself as you begin to understand what the human being is. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. What I hate about prototypes as far as like autos, like the cars, <laughs> I get so excited for the car to come out and then it never comes out. <laughs> Mustang has disappointed me. I don't know how many times with their prototypes. I was I get so excited. Like it's a futuristic car. It should be coming out soon. And then... Nothing ever happens with it. <laughs> so, um, so, so speaking to the prototype unknown, do you write down goals? How do you vision goals? How do you see goals? So my goals, I would say maybe goal setting is really more of an intangible process before it's a tangible. And so the first couple hours of my day is actually happens within my routine. And so... The first part of it is my meditations. My goal setting happens when I can sit down, close my eyes, get rid of all the distractions, and actually see what's inside of myself. When I can, okay, here comes a thought, because I'm just sitting there and literally doing nothing, but I can observe the thoughts that are going through my head. Okay, oh, okay, like I can see the thoughts that are there. Now that I know what's inside of me, once I come out of my meditative practice, I be, can begin to understand how to set my goals around how I need to move through myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's gonna, it happens through journaling. I've been journaling for a good portion of my life, but I really committed to the practice 
about four years ago. And I got journals upon journals upon journals, sticky notes all over the place, little uh, clippets of printouts of all over my cars and my phones. But it's just reminders for me mm-hmm. that I need to be speaking the thing that I want. And so writing them da- down in affirmations, speaking those affirmations, because we speak in affirmation all day long. Yeah. Everything we say, it starts with I am probably about 90% of the time. And so you're speaking into existence, always the thing that you want or don't want. That's good. Cause you know what? I heard someone say before a prominent figure that if you don't speak to what you want, what you don't want will happen automatically or come automatically. So you're saying constantly be aware and, and put that in the forefront. So I think that's something I could work on as well. Now, when you get these messages that you're writing down or confirmations, I am affirmations, I should say, um, are these coming to you or this is what you're what you want out of life? Like, especially when you're meditating, are you are you meditating on what you want for your life or are these visions and goals that are coming to you? So when I really do sit down in meditation, I'm not trying to put myself in that process. Uh-huh. I literally just want to see what's going on inside of me. So I don't try to manipulate that process at all. I want to see what's going on in my body. I want to feel like, okay, experience my heart and the things inside of me, the, the thoughts and the feelings. I want to see right where I'm at, what where those things look like and dive down into myself. And a lot of time, I'll be honest, like 90% of the affirmations and my desires and goals come through inspiration you know, if you were to look at the meaning behind inspiration, the whole etymology of it is breathing life into another. And so I literally feel like I'm getting a message and I'm just writing it down. I'm just the pen to the paper because I go back and look through my journal. I don't remember writing some of that stuff. But then on the flip side of that, I'm like, that thing happened. That thing happened. That thing happened. I show up every day. I read them, not just to myself. I speak them into existence. Mm-hmm. The gratitudes, not just saying gratitudes for yesterday or today. I say gratitudes for tomorrow also. I'm grateful for all my businesses. I'm grateful for having financial wealth. I'm grateful for being a great husband. You know, And so it's this full circle. My goal yeah. setting starts in my process, actually. And through that, the desire and the goal actually manifests itself at a different level for me. Okay. Okay, because I could get better with that. I, I've started doing it at least once a week now where I silence the world, my phone, get into a place where I'm just in a quiet place. Um, that's where I, I get my deepest prayers in, and I've, I'm very thankful, and, you know, the gratitude. And then things almost kind of hit me when I'm in that state. So I don't know. I, I'll start doing it more often just to see if, more things hit me while I'm in that state. But usually while I'm in that state of just being thankful, not really asking for anything, just being present in the moment and quiet, things will just hit me. And then like I'll jump out of wherever I'm at, wherever I'm at, um, whether that be like a, a bath or whether that be a shower or something like that. And I'll write down what, what, what hit me, what, what, what went through my mind during that time. Um, because that could be a blessing too. Cause every time I act on it, it always seems to work out the way it, you know, was, was given to me. So I feel like that's how, uh, God speaks to me, you know, but I wonder if I do that more often, will I be hit with more things or am I on the right path? You know what I'm saying? Like right now I'm just going through the motions. So what I do is I write down my goals. I write down what I want the year to look like. And then I break that down quarterly, right? Um, and then I just, this is the first year I've done that. So I, I, I want to see I'm on track with everything that I wrote down. But I will say when I get to that meditative, quiet state, things hit me more often, you know? And I write them down and it looks like, so how often would, I, would you do that? You do this every morning then. I do. I've, this is the first thing I've ever committed myself to. Mm-hmm. ever like fully committed myself to that I know if I don't like a child right when you commit to a child mm-hmm. a newborn baby if you break that commitment you the baby would die 
if I break my commitment with myself, a piece of me dies every day. And I know what that looks like because I got to experience death. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's showing up in this space every day, you know, and then when the goal shows itself, what is that going to look like? Right. And am I going to accept it if it looks different than what I thought it was going to look like? Would you say your path is um, dependent on you doing this every morning? Absolutely. Because what else am I going to be doing? If I'm not doing me, then what am I doing? Because if you were to stand still, nothing happens outside before it happens inside, right? And so if it doesn't happen inside, it can't happen outside. Right, right. And so if I'm not doing me, then my life is not going anywhere. Well, I'm going to work on that. That's why I'm here, too. You know what? I learn as well. Um, I think we got to do what works for us. And I'm going to start trying that every morning because I, I see the effectiveness of when I do do it once a week. So why not? The only thing is I'm not a morning person. <laughs> when I do that, usually uh, it's at night. It's a wind down from the busy week. And I just feel so drained that I'm just like, you know what? Why don't I get my big butt into a bath? And just and just quiet myself, you know. I got the Epsom salts, <laughs> I got the bubbles going, you know. Like I, I usually have some soft music playing. It's like a little spa in my apartment, and and that's when I know. Like sometimes I'll even light a candle, and I'll just be, I'll just shut off the world. Like that's my time to just shut off the world, you know, to, to get into that quiet place. And it, it, it's always effective, but I always, almost, almost always wait until the pressure gets so much. And then that's how I recharge. So I'm wondering if I'm recharging every morning, <laughs> how effective would that be? Or if you could do it at night, can you do it at night? Does the process say that you have to do it in the mornings? Or? Well, my process is in all my waking hours because uh-huh. I don't want to go off into my slumber and let my mind take me for a ride. I don't want to be thinking about the things that didn't happen today or what went wrong and then go to sleep with all that stuff, uh-huh. right? I want to place into my mind the night before what I want to happen when I wake up okay. and then just continue to have that process work in this full circle. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to place some imagining what is tomorrow going to look like when I wake up, when I walk out the door to go to these places, have these meetings with these people. What is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. I can actually get to choose that. I can place that idea in my imagination, the feeling that I want to have, mm-hmm. and begin that process before it happens. And a lot of times, because you paint in that picture, right? And so when you get there, your memory is going to go back to that picture and replay itself to you again. And so it starts in like, it's becoming aware. Yeah. Becoming aware through this process, noticing what you're noticing. So we, we began and we were talking about, we speak in affirmations. Well, I just recall you saying, I'm not very good at waking up in the morning. Okay, so you just spoke that into existence as one of your goals. I'm not good at waking up. You just told your mind, the genie in the lamp, that James isn't good at waking up. Right. And so you begin to learn how our mind works. Like, it's very literal. Yeah. It takes what you say, and it begins to process it, and wants to make it come true. Right. Answers and yeses every single time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And that's why I was not, that's why I didn't say I'm not a morning person, right? Because once you is something to be a certain way, there's no way for it to grow. <laughs> but if you say that I'm not good at it right now, or, you know, that, that lets your brain know that there's room to grow, you know, like you can be a morning person, but, you know, don't X that off like I'm just not. A morning person because you know that wouldn't be a true statement anyway because there are mornings where I'm fired up when I wake up and I'm like ready to take on the day um, and I just hit the hit the floor running right and that's another reason why I don't really do affirmations in the morning is because so far uh, what has proven to be true in my life is uh, either I'm hitting the ground running in the morning or I'm like uh, I'm in a slump, right? So, I don't know. Maybe it would be a good thing to do it in the morning, but I am definitely going to start working on affirmations and quieting my mind, at least daily. You know? I think we maybe we have to... I don't know if you take baby steps into it or if you just full-fledged... You know, I try not to fill in the, play, the blanks. Uh-huh. You know, the 
all the spaces in between. I try not to fill them in. Try not to make meaning of something that don't have meaning. Right. A lot of things like, you know, we're meaning making machines and I try not to make meaning of something. Yeah. I could spend my whole day trying to make meaning of something that right. there is no answer for. True story. You know, it takes me back to my, my grandparents, you know, and say it is what it is and it isn't what it isn't. Right, right, right. right. And, you know, it's these emotions we talk about in the morning, right? We're not our emotions. What are these emotions when it comes to like our goal setting? Because a lot of our decision making would be based on our emotions which changes our goal setting and emotions really are how I look at it is energy and movement, mm-hmm. but you could change your energy anytime you want to. Right. And this too shall pass, right? That energy, that feeling that you're feeling that doesn't feel good. You can acknowledge it. Don't go away from it. Understand why you're feeling that way. Right. But now you are aware of what you're aware of and now you could change that energy into a different direction. It's like dealing with the seasons, right? Um, The seasons are going to come on schedule every year. You know, you're going to have your winters, you're going to have your springs, you're going to have your summers, and you're going to have your falls, right? And I think entrepreneurship or just doing what you were called to do, the hardest part is dealing with the winters, right? They come on schedule every time after fall, right? Like that's just, it is what it is. You know, but you have to learn to deal with those times, right? For me, the summers are amazing. And then now you have to deal with the winters that come after the summers. And you got to deal with the springs. Um, And you have to do them uh, with intent. You know, you have to do them, you have to strategize. You know, you have to be be strategic, you know, about how to deal with the springs, how to deal with the winters, you know. And not just the summers and not just the falls, you know. So for me, dealing with, it's all new for me, if that makes sense, you know. And I'll know how to deal with it. It's a learning experience so that you're not the same person every year. You know, you're growing, you know. And now you know for next year, okay, I need to get prepared for for the wintertime. I like how you talked about the, the seasons, you know. I got to experience a lot in my 20s. You know, being homeless, um, what that was like being outside without something over your head. Mm-hmm. You begin to talk about seasons and it reminds me of like planting seeds is what I think about. Definitely. And what happens when you plant a seed, you know, you got to put dirt on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that could symbolize even the dirt in our own lives. Yeah. You got to water it. You got to water it. You got to fertilize it. And then you wait for the harvest. Every season has this harvest time. Yeah. And so there is, I don't think there is, okay, winter's worse than summer or spring's better than, than, than fall. It's this planting of the season, waiting for the harvest is showing up, you know, you know what the goal is once you know what the seed is. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I planted, I have anger inside of me, maybe from my childhood, from my dad, but whose anger is that really? Who planted that inside of me? Right. Because that's what you begin to water, you know, put dirt on, mm-hmm. fertilize, begin to love on that. And an anger seed can only be what an anger seed is, which is anger. Yeah. And, and you know what? Weeds don't need sunlight. They don't need <laughs> water. They don't need fertilizer. They just grow, right? So you have to get in there and pull them up from the root. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, weeds will just grow no matter what situation. And I think that's part of, and that's the reason why I'm saying I want to get to a space where I'm getting to that quiet place more than just once a week, Right. Because, I mean, as soon as I get out of the tub or as soon as I get out of that quiet space that I'm in, the weeds are already right there, ready to grow again, you know. So I think that, you know, just being aware, just being aware of the weeds that are growing in your mind, you know, it it could be a conversation away, right? Like as soon as Mm -hmm. you talk to someone, um, if you're really, really in tune with energy, you know, it could be handshakes, it could be hugs that... Um, conversations where you you transfer energy, right? Um, because energy is never destroyed; it's just transferred, right? So there's multiple ways to transfer energy, good or bad, and you just have to be aware of it and pull those weeds from the roots. Yeah, you know, and asking your your question in short, you know, it's it's all in the intangibles. For me, it's all the intangibles. That's where my goal setting comes from. Mm-hmm. It's in the things that people don't see with your eyes. Right. It's the things that you initially can't touch it at first. You can't smell it. And so it's got to come from other places. 
it's got to come from the other faculties that you don't get taught about growing up because your predecessors didn't learn it and so they don't teach it to you. Mm-hmm. The associations of the institutes and the corporations don't teach it to you. And so at some point, that conversation will have to be in the forefront of your life. And for a lot of people, it will be at their deathbed, but it's then tangible. That's what the goal setting really starts is in an imagination. Your creativity starts inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I believe we all have our own unique, special thing that only we have and nobody else has. And once you actually know what that is, your goal should be wrapped around that, that particular thing, because that thing you should be sharing to the world and bring that service from that thing into the world and helping as many people as you can with it. Yeah. I mean, no one will ever have your fingerprint before or after you, right? That's something that's unique to each person and can never be duplicated, you know? So just looking inside of you and finding out what, what that looks like for you. And then, again, I put them on paper. I like to know what the year is going to look like. And I feel like if you shoot for that area, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, if you, you, you're not, you, I don't know if you're going to get that that you're writing down. But if you're intentional to shoot towards that area, you're going to be somewhere closer than if you don't. Would you say the same about that? Yeah, I want to talk about how we met. So one of my goals was to I was in business school prior to meeting James. And then I was like, you know what? I want to go out and teach this stuff to people. Mm-hmm. But now, then I realized while I was in school, wait a minute, for me, I don't think this is the right approach. I had that moment in silence where something inside of me said, why don't you just go talk to people? If you want to talk to people, just go talk to people. Yeah. And so I, I stepped away from this other place and went into the unknown and started reaching out to places and asking people on social media, hey, do you want to talk? And setting up places to go give speeches. And that's where me and you met is at the business center here in Auden. And I gave that speech on mental health. Well, the goal was to bring service to people. And through that goal of giving that speech, I didn't know what these other things were going to look like. But here we are doing the broadcast because of me going out and just that intangible thing. And just going out and doing it, it presented itself in a different way than I could have ever thought of. To now here we're on a platform and this broadcast and bringing this message to our community at a bigger level than I could have just by myself. Mm-hmm. And so the goal setting for me is constantly showing itself to me. I might think it looks like one thing, but then it shows me it's another. Right. But I got to be in this loop of being aware, noticing when I'm noticing so that when the goal does show itself, will I accept that goal? Right. And so it's, it's ever unfolding itself. It's really exciting to, to be here talking with you guys to know, okay, there's so many things going on in the community that nobody's talking about. And we're here to talk about those things. If you guys wanted to reach out and say, you know, I would really love for you guys to talk about this next week. This platform is not only for you guys, but it's also helping our process in the same way that it's helping your process. And so how do you feel about like the goal setting and like when you can begin to connect those dots, it's like, wow, this thing is way bigger. This goal is way bigger than I thought it was ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, the process will take a life of its own, you know, but as long as you're aiming for something, you know, I think that you will get within that vicinity for sure. Definitely. You know, what? I actually wrote down my goals and I would say I'm right on track. I'm right on track. And, and every time that um, I get down and out, you know, like I feel like I made this connection, but it didn't work out or I'm talking to this person, but it's not moving as quickly as I would like it to go. Every time that I revert back to the goal list, I'm like, what, what, what is the, why is this anxiety here? Because you're moving towards what you wrote down. This is, you know, you didn't write it down for me. I wrote it down for me, right? Like no one writes down your goals and your desires because they're your goals. Like you said, it was given to you, you know? So I revert back to that. And I'm like, dude, what are you tripping about? You're, you're, you're where you're, you want to be. You, this is what you wrote down. This is where you want to be at, you know? So um, for me, I have to see it. But I will say moving forward, 
even if I put away 10, 15, 20 minutes a day, there's going to be some time every day that's just for me, quiet the world, and just be thankful for where I'm at. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. I'm in this in-between stage, and I don't know if you ever get to where you want to be. You know, it might be a constant thing of evolution and growing, but to be present and thankful for where I'm at today because it is nowhere like where I was last year. And then it's ancient when you look back, you know, two years ago. You know, like my desires, my thoughts, my day-to-day is so, so, so different each year moving forward. So, so I just have to be thankful. So for people who are resonating with you, James, how can they reach you? You can reach me on Gmail, jamesgourmetpies at Gmail at gmail.com um, at James Gourmet Pies on Facebook and Instagram www.jamesgourmet.com um, and YouTube I'm doing YouTube now so at James Gourmet Pies how about yourself? you can reach me at Latroy Was on Facebook and I invite you guys anybody who wants to go deeper down that rabbit hole in these conversations to join my Facebook group at Internal Awakening on Facebook and as well at Fed by Ravens Media Network, you can reach me at The Way to the Top and shoot us out an email if you want to see about having a conversation or even having a one-on-one with us. So, But we thank you guys and commend you for the courage to show up every day Keep and to have up. this conversation. So it's very important. There you go. Uh, this year we're working on ourselves. So thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.